What is up, Panther Nation? And welcome to the first episode of Bleed Black and Blue. I'm your host, Paul Young, and I thank you for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm going to give you a quick background about myself. 34, been a Panthers fan my entire life. I live in Ohio, so I'm surrounded by Browns fans. All my friends are Browns fans. All my family are Browns fans. So being a Panthers fan in Ohio has not been an easy journey. But you know what? I love this team so much. I've been to Charlotte six or seven times in my life. I don't know the exact count. I've seen Carolina play live maybe eight or nine times. But again, I wish it was a lot more. But, you know, it costs money to travel. So, but... I have seen Carolina play in Cleveland against the Browns. I've seen him play in Pittsburgh, seen him play at home in Charlotte. I've seen him play at the Hall of Fame game. So for me, I was raised a Browns fan. And Carolina came around in 1995. I think I was like maybe seven or eight around there. I don't know the math, but I'm sure you guys are listening. You'll be able to figure it out. I was a young kid. And so for me, I was just starting to really pay attention to football. And back then at the Hall of Fame game, before they got really fancy with it, it was like, it was just, I mean, it was a basic high school field, really nice field, but Canton's about 35, 40 minutes south about from where I grew up. So we had Hall of Fame tickets every year. We went every year as kids, every year until I was like probably 17, 18 years old. I went for like 12 straight years. So... The year that Carolina came in, we had tickets. The Browns had just left. And we were on the Panther side of the field. And so back then, it was literally just like a little fence that you could just like, it was just like a basic fence. And for me, like, I was just starting to love football and really love it. And I just stuck my hand over the fence and like, I don't know, 10, 12 guys high-fived me over the fence. I couldn't tell who these guys were. I was way too young to even remember that far back. And then they beat Jacksonville at the Hall of Fame game. It was the very first game they ever played as a team. And for me, I was a Panthers fan. From the second that first player touched my hand to high-five me coming out, of the, coming out of the tunnel, I was just memorized. I fell in love with the silver, blue, black. And I asked my dad to buy me a Panthers shirt that day. He did because he's my dad. He loves me. He cried that day because he knew I wasn't going to be a Browns fan. My brother was. And so I've been a, I've been a Panthers fan since the beginning. This is, this is my team. This is my pride. I have been through this team through all the ups, the downs, the sideways. The two amazing Super Bowl runs that we've had. And some of the almost made the Super Bowl runs we've had. I've been there to the 1 in 15 seasons, the Vinny Testaverde season, which was just like a roller coaster, as we all remember the Matt Moores, the Kyle Allens, uh, the freaking, uh, what was his name? Um, Chris, Chris Henneke and Tishman Biaka Patuka, Amar Lathan, Sam Mills, Kevin Green, Eric Davis. I remember all of those guys. I've been a Panthers fan that long. I love the city. I, I love the I love the city of Charlotte. If I could move there and afford to live there, I would do it tomorrow. 
But as of right now, stuck in Ohio. So it's just going to have to do. So let's jump into it. Now I'm getting a little background about me. How about these Panthers, folks? We are 3-0. 3-0. Let that sink in. I'm going to say it again. 3-0. People that I talked to, literally tonight, let's get back from dinner. I had Steelers and Browns fans that I was at dinner with talking shit to me, saying we ain't beating nobody, you guys are overrated, your 3-0 doesn't matter, it's a joke. But you know what? I told them to basically stick it. I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. We're still 3-0. You play who you're scheduled on. To me, the way this team is playing, especially the defense right now, is flying around the ball. Flying everywhere. This is a young defense, too. Young as hell. I think we're, what, the second youngest team in the league behind the Jets? You traded for Sam Darnold. I'd like that pit. I'd like that trade immediately. I was like, it was only a third rounder. Yeah, it's a lot. But you know what? Sam has been awesome. The dude is thrown for three straight 300-yard-plus games through the air. That's a solid start. I don't care who he's playing. You're still playing professional athletes in the NFL. So for people to tell you or tell me these games don't matter, they can go shove it. Because you know what? Right now, in this moment, we're the only 3-0 team in the NFL. And guess what? We're still undefeated. We still have yet to trail in a single quarter through three weeks. I don't care who we played or whatever. Our defense has been dominant. We should have one shutout already if it wasn't for like that Weird fumble, shovel pass thing to have to Sam Darnold last week. But you know what? Mistakes were made. Overall, this team has looked awesome. And, you know, I'm just, I'm still soaking in the 24-9 victory from last night. I'm still wearing the same jersey. I was wearing, I was wearing my, my baby blue Julius Peppers jersey from back in the day. The baby blue wrecking crew. My real Panthers fans remember that obviously. And so I was so hyped. I don't think I was literally watching this game at my house with like four buddies. I don't think I sat down the entire game and my friends were getting so max. I was just pacing around drinking a lot of beer, a lot of good beer, but I was just so amped because I'm like the Panthers aren't on national TV very often. So for me, I'm like, I literally took off of work on Friday night so I could celebrate this win. I knew we were going to get the win. It was just going to be a matter of how we did it. And like, we are, again, our defense looks so good. Our offense scared me a little bit with CMC going down. It looks like they almost were like shell shocked for a while. Cause I think I saw the stat that we get, I think, I think they showed the stat, stat that Sam Darnold, I think we had like 14 yards throwing till like the mid third quarter after CMC went down. So, that did scare me a little bit. But you know what? We fought through it. Chuba, he balled out. Our our, uh, our other rookie, Tremble, from Notre Dame, the rookie tight end, he rushed for a touchdown. And how about Sam Darnold? Two rushing touchdowns last night. I'll be honest, folks. I didn't realize that this dude was like, he would, I knew he could move, but like, 
He's got he's got a little he's got a little speed to him, and I like that. That's something the other teams have to game plan for now, and I like that. And I really like what I saw again out of Tommy Tremble. I like what I saw out of Chuba last night. And who's the other guy? The other rookie that played really good last night. Um, God, I can't think of his name right now. It, it'll come to me. But the only problem, that, the, our biggest problem right now, I think, is our offensive line. If we watch the game last, our offensive line needs work. It's like some of these dudes were playing Ole last night. And you cannot do that against a team like Dallas Cowboys like we got coming up. The Cowboys, to me, I think are our first true gut check test that we're going to face this year. So to me, this is going to be the measuring stick because Dak's, Dak's a good quarterback. Zeke, whether you like him or not, he's a good running back. And they have a decent offensive line and an okay defense. So I'm curious to see if our defense can stop not only Zeke, but Tony Pollard. I have no doubt that they can. Because I think our front, our front seven is one of the best in the league and people are overlooking it. With the addition of Hassan Riddick, holy crap, was that an amazing signing. The dude is playing with his hair on fire right now. So to me, our GM, Scott Fritter, he needs. I think this should be a priority to re-sign this dude, lock him up for three to four years, and let's build a defense. Like, I hate to say it, like the Seahawks after those six, seven years, that Legion of Boom, let's build that kind of defense. That Super Bowl winning caliber defense that we're going to punch you in the freaking mouth and come after quarterback every single game. That's the kind of defense we should build. That's the defense we used to have. Panthers have always been known, as long as I've been alive and have been watching this team, we've always had, our personality has always been ground and pound, on the ground, we're going to beat you, run the ball down your throat, and our defense is going to come after you with our hair on fire and run around and make plays and smash you and punch you in the mouth. I want that defense back, and I think what we've been seeing the first three weeks is the start of that. Another great addition we got was Morgan Fox. I think this dude was a steal as I think this dude was a steal and as a signing and as a free agent, absolute steal. He's getting home a lot. He may not make a lot of sacks. He's got a couple. I think he's got. A, one, one and a half right now. I don't have the stats in front of me at the moment. I apologize. But you know what? He's he's collapsing the pocket. He's collapsing the pocket with Derek Brown. Derek Brown. That dude from Auburn we got last year. Love that kid. Young kid. He's so freaking strong and so big. He, they're double teaming the dude. Him and Morgan Fox are collapsing the pocket. So people like Brian Burns, who's one of the most underrated defensive players in the league, in my opinion, the dude is one of the quickest off-the-ball movements, one of the best spoon moves I've seen in the last 10 years. The dude is a baller. We'll call him Spider-Man Burns, as we all know him. So those two guys, you got Brown and Morgan up front, pushing the pocket for Burns to get off the ball and get get home. Hassan Riddick is getting home. Then, of course, we got one of my new, like, this guy, like this guy I'm talking about next, Jeremy Chin. Let's talk about Jeremy Chin, dude. That guy was freaking everywhere last night again. He's about 21, 22, young dude. I didn't really know a lot about him come out of college. I, I, I'll admit that. But my brother, my brother did call me and he goes, this, this might be the steal of the draft. And watching him play last year was like, oh my God. Playing out of position, now he's in his regular normal position of safety. Dude, 
I, I have my jersey ordered. I'm waiting for it to come in the mail. I can't wait to rock this jersey around Ohio and try and explain to people who this dude is. Because again, he's another underrated dude. This dude's going to be a baller. His uncle is Steve Atwater. He's a Hall of Famer for the Denver Broncos when the Broncos were dominant back in the 80s, okay? And another rookie that I'm excited about is J.C. Horn. I know he went down with the injury last night, the no-contact injury. That's always scary when you see that. And uh, we're all praying for him and CMC, quick recovery. They're saying it's probably multiple broken bones in his foot. So let's hope with him being a young dude, like 21, 22, whatever he is, 20, 21, whatever he is, let's hope he can be back. I mean, I think he's probably going to be out maybe five to six weeks minimum, if not longer. I mean, it's he's a young dude. So he's going to heal different. It just depends where he fractured and how he fractured. I'm not a doctor, so I'm going to say, I'll say between five to eight weeks probably, just depending on how he heals. I don't know. Maybe it's less. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. It just I haven't seen the x-rays, obviously. So, I think our biggest thing going into the Dallas game is going to be how, also if Burris, if Burris isn't playing, you're missing two, two of your top DBs right there, but you are getting AJ Boye back, which is another, I think is going to be a good signing for us if he can stay healthy. So, it's going to be interesting. I'm not worried about the front seven. It's going to be what the DBs do. What is Dante Jackson going to step up? So you're going to ball out and be Action Jackson like we've seen him do before. And you know what? Last night, he came up and made some tackles that he hasn't made in the past. He came upfield and made tackles in the open field, which he's whipped on in the past. We've all seen it. You know what? I was pumped at six. He was sticking his nose in there and making plays. So my thing is, I'm like, are DBs, the next man up kind of situation, are they going to step up? Are they going to bring this home? And make some plays for our front seven. Because you know our front seven is getting home. You know that. We can stay healthy up front. I really think we can compete with some of the best in the NFC. The only thing that's going to hold us back again is the, is our offensive line. So I think, is our GM going to make a move in the next 10 days? Possibly. I hope so. You need to do something. Because Cam Irving looked horrible last night. Horrible. That dude. Oh my god. Horrible last night. I'm sorry, he looked really, really bad. Um, but my thing is, I think as long as our pass rush is getting home, our DBs are going to have to make some plays against Dallas. Okay, Dallas has a great receiving core. You got Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and Amari Cooper. Those are three good wide receivers. And you're missing your number one pick from this year's draft. He He's done. He's not, he, well, for this week. He's not coming. He's not, he's not going to be there. So, my thing is, you're probably going to have Dante Jackson either, probably on CD Lamb and Amara Cooper. You know, who's going to guard the other guy when he's not guarding the number one receiver? That's my question. Who's going to step up? Who's going to make that play? Because to me, I was talking to people, again, I was talking to people tonight, and they're saying we're going to get crushed next week when we play Dallas. I say bullshit. Because you know what? I truly believe the defense we've seen. Is an elite defense, and I really believe our offensive weapons are very underrated. I think we have a good receiving core, a good young receiving core. I think DJ Moore is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL. You can see this coming. You look at the stat lines, his stat lines 
are so close to Steve Smith's his first three or four years. Like you look at the stat line, they're pretty damn close. Okay. And I just, I think DJ Moore is going to keep getting better and better and better. Honestly, I, I say he might be a top 10, top 15 wide receiver in the NFL. That's just my opinion, but I, I really believe that. He's had a couple drops in here, but not a lot. He catches down everything that's thrown at him. If he hits his hands, he's pretty much catching it. And I, I like what I've seen from him. He's made some awesome, especially that the, the, the toe tap catch he had against the Jets. Holy shit. Are you kidding me? Who makes the kind of play besides an elite wide receiver? You know? You get Robbie Anderson. So let's talk about this dude for a minute. One, he's on my fantasy football roster. I got him late. But where has he been at? Where has Robbie Anderson been at the first three games? He's got one touchdown and like not that many touches. And he's got few, a few, quite a few drops. It's just like, I don't know if Sam Darnold's locking in on DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson's not getting open. But we need Robbie Anderson to start bowling out. If we're going to beat Dallas, we're going to need DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson to have each to have over 100 yards in the air, I think. Minimum. And Terrence Marshall Jr. Let's talk about that dude. That dude made some big grabs last night also. Big grabs in key situations last night. So I'm really excited to see what he does. Excuse me. Really excited to see what he does. I think he was the steal of the draft. I think the more he plays, the better he's going to get. I think we had an amazing draft. And I think in a couple of years, people are going to see the monster that we built. And I, I have been saying this since the se before the season started that I truly believe this is a playoff team. Barring injuries, this is a playoff team. You have a great defense. They haven't quite been tested yet against a good offense. So again, next week against Dallas is going to be a test. If we measure up to that test, I think we can play with just about anybody, okay? I truly believe we're going to start this, this season 4-0. You start 4-0, the sky's the limit, okay? So if anybody's giving me that bullshit, you haven't played nobody, this and that, screw them. They're, they're hating on us, okay? Don't let them hate us. Don't let them, don't let them bring in our parade. You know what? I'm excited. I'm pumped. I literally wore my jersey all day today. My jersey, my hat, my key pounding wristband, my Panther shorts. The whole works. I wore all my Panther shit today. All over the place. And, and you know, and I'm proud of it. Because this team is, it means so much to me. And I will defend this team to the death of me. And I am looking to come to a game, hopefully down in Charlotte. I'm hoping end of, end of October, sometime November. So, if by then we're still rolling, I'm hoping maybe maybe I'll meet some from obviously I'll meet some fellow Panthers fans. Maybe I'll meet some listeners. That'd be really awesome. And you know, if, depending how we're, we're rolling with this podcast at that point, because I'm gonna do this every week. Probably I'm gonna try and do it either before. Probably before and after the games. So I'm going to try and do. So um, my, my, my goal here is, guys, I said, I just want to talk Panther football all the time. If you're a diehard fan, part of the Roaring Riot, like I said, the Roaring Riot, that, that's that's our thing. I love, I'm not part of it yet. I need to still sign up. I've been really lazy about it. I haven't done it yet. I need to do that. I'm going to do it tonight, actually. I'm going to do that tonight as soon as I log off here. 
So we have the Roaring Riot. I've been to a couple different Roaring Riot bars across, you know, I think I went to the one in Carolina. I've been to the one in Denver. Both freaking awesome places. And I would love to come down to the Carolinas and check and like check out a tailgate with the Roaring Riot. I want to tailgate with like the elite of the elite Panther fans. So if you're a Roaring Riot member or you know somebody that is, have them reach out to me because I want to get them on the show. I want to talk Panther football with them. I want to talk their Panther fandom, how they became a Panthers fan, their fandom, you know, their favorite Panther memories, all that kind of stuff. That's what I want to talk about. I just want to talk all things Panthers football all the time, and I can't do that because all my friends are Browns fans. You know, and there's something I can do about that. I live in Cleveland. So if you're an Ohio Panthers fan and you're listening to this, reach out to me. Let's get on the air together. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about our fandom of living in Ohio. I don't care if you're in New Mexico, California, like just wherever, and you're a Panthers fan, reach out. Let's get the care. Let's get on the air and let's talk about it. And let's send out the message. Let's grow this fan base bigger and bigger and bigger. Let's let's keep this, let's keep pounding. Let's keep this rolling. I love this freaking team with every ounce of my being. I'm I'm buying Panther shit constantly. People say I don't need. I said, you don't understand. This isn't. This isn't like something. I, this isn't a hobby. This is a lifestyle for me. This is this is my passion. I love football. I love this team. And all I want to see in my life is a Panther Super Bowl victory. We've come close twice. I want to see us bring it home on the third try. I always say a third time. Third time is the charm. And I really believe we can do that if we do this defense thing right. We keep our offensive weapons together. We get us a real kick. We get us a good kicker. I think we could make that run in the next three to four years. Hopefully sooner. So, thank you so much for listening to this first episode. We'll be back after the Dallas game here in 10 days. So stay tuned if anything happens in between that. I'll jump on here. We'll do another quick episode. So again, thank you for listening to episode number one. My name is Paul. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. Go Panthers. We're 3-0. Hopefully next time you hear from me, we're 4-0. And as always, keep pounding. Keep pounding. Go Panthers.